Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hi, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. Wow, what a great hour of radio that was. Sarah's joining me here today as Mr. B is not with us today. But for those of you out there, we've got another great show for you. I'm Dr. Pat, and you can find out more about me by going to the drpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com, or you could go to lyme, talkradio.com. Um, or just just type in Dr. Pat and uh, there, boom, there you go, pops up. Uh, for those of you out there, we're really, really thrilled about today's show. We actually have two copies of Dr. Stephen McKenzie's book uh, to give away today on the show. And the, the book is called Heartfulness, but the message is really um, about a way to live life that goes, as, as he would say, beyond mindfulness, finding your real life. And this is such an important conversation in the world we live in today. Heartfulness, what does that actually mean? When I, when I say the word, what do you think about as you're listening to the show? You know, do you think about uh, whether or not that's even possible for you? And do you think about, well, wait a minute, heartfulness, that is not the same as mindfulness. We hear a lot about mindfulness. But what is it about heartfulness that is really not just different, but is what we have now come to, lo- to know much more about in the world? You know, the idea of emotional intelligence was a far cry for those of us, you know, growing up in corporate America to just even say the word emotion. But now, heartfulness, wow. So researcher, lecturer, writer, years of clinical and teaching experience, many areas of psychology. Dr. McKenzie has written several books, and this is his latest. Dr. McKenzie, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Well, thank you, Dr. Pat. It's great to be on the show. It is a a conversation whose time has come. This is really now, wow. Why the heck has it taken us so long just to say the word heart, let alone heartfulness? What do you think? Is it easier for us to talk about the mind? (laughs) Well, well, thanks for that. I I think that that's really true. I think that we, in our Western mindset, we're very much used to being in our minds and thinking with our minds and thinking that our minds are all that we have. And I think Mm -hmm. that mindfulness relates to that, the term, the the great mindfulness researcher John Kabat-Zinn in Boston made the point that mindfulness could have been translated as heartfulness because the ancient word for mind, the ancient Asian word for mind is the same as the ancient Asian word for heart. 
And I think that heart is, is a better word or heartfulness is a better word because it can take us back to where we really are as people. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't think we do a whole lot uh, in the world without the heart being involved. I mean, I think, you know, d- don't you think we'd like to think we do, though? I mean, don't you think we'd like to think, ah, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be all about the mental. You know, I'm going to be all about the mental. I'm going to be all about the mental strength. I mean, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, just think my way through it, Dr. McKenzie. I'm just going to think my way through it. How's that working for us, you think? Well, that, that, that's right. When I was in India a few years ago, somebody in an ashram said to me, you Westerners think that thinking is solution. Thinking is problem. <laughs> and we're, we're just so used to thinking that my mind is where I really am, that I'll think my way out of the problem. And then often we realize in real life that it's when we let go of our thinking, when we just really connect with and understand who we really are and understand and connect with what we are that's beyond thinking, that's when often we actually come up with our solutions and it's when we come up with deeper solutions because we are more than our thoughts, we're deeper than our thoughts. And one of the things about heartfulness and how it compares with mindfulness is that it gives us the opportunity to really connect with other people and in a way, we connect with other people when we connect with ourselves, when we connect with our deep mm. self. And that means allowing ourselves to be who we really are. You know, you've studied uh, more, more aspects of psychology than many people even know about. I would love to know who's most influenced you most. Well, in, in psychology, there's been... There's been a lot of influences. There's been psychologists who've influenced me. I wrote my PhD thesis a long time ago. I wrote it on psychopathology and models of psychopathology, models of depression and so forth. And a psychologist Mm -hmm. who really influenced me is Martin Seligman, who's still going, whose his books now include learned optimism. And it's a way of broadening the way that we look at psychology. It used to be uh, the book that influenced me when I was writing my PhD thesis was Learn Helplessness, which he wrote in 1975. And he's mm-hmm. he's still going strong and he's moved on to, to learned optimism. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I love about this is because uh, I, I think that you know, many of us are in the world today and we look at the world with challenges. We look at the places we are in life and, you know, we're, we're in this ever, ever needing uh, a journey to connect. I mean, th- there's a very good reason that Facebook is so, so popular, right? Social media is so popular in the world today. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, about a few things in, in the book that I was really struck by as I was reading it. Um, you know, you don't, take, you don't take any time whatsoever to come out of the gate. And, and talk about adversity, and you describe what adversity is, uh, and what heartfulness and adversity is. I would love for you to take a few moments and help us understand the connection between heartfulness and adversity. Well, that, that's I bet a good you didn't point. think I read the book, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very impressed. <laughs> but, but you started off with a good point about Facebook in that we're really in our in our progress and what we see as being progress and that includes the internet and connecting to people via 
social media. And I think that that's really starting to, in a way, replace what our deep and historical ways of connecting with people were. We're losing a sense of community in a way. And so we're trying to get that sense of community through other means, through connecting with people on Facebook, through connecting with people on virtual reality. And it becomes a, a virtual relationship that we're really... It's a sort of a, a, a diabolical deal that we're actually losing something very important about what it is to be a human in the name of what we think of as being progress. And I, I think that that point relates to adversity, that in a way where the, the Prozac generation, we think that we have to be happy, we have to be happy all the time, that if we're not happy, then take a pill. But actually, our deep human experience can include responding when things at one level, at the level of our mind, we think that things aren't going well. But when things aren't going well as we see them, that can actually give us the opportunity to really connect with something deeper, to allow ourselves to be challenged, to allow ourselves to experience life more fully. And so adversity, even in psychological terms, there's psychological evidence that some people for some reason, respond well to adversity, that some people grow and deepen and experience themselves more fully, whereas other people fall apart in response to adversity. And I think that's really interesting and really a positive thing that we don't have to fall apart in response to adversity. We can actually yeah. allow it to help us grow. You know, I, I, I was so, I'm so looking forward to talking with you because um, I think for many of us, we've gone through... Uh, I think the range of lifetime experiences. I mean, if you're somebody like me, you know what it's like to have a mom that committed suicide and to be homeless at 17 and then to be sick at, sitting here, you know, decades later doing what I absolutely love, talking to you, this genius that has written a book that literally can rewrite the landscape of how we go through life and yet have to pinch myself every day just to see if I'm actually alive and doing this. And this is actually what I want to say about Dr. Stephen McKenzie's book. You know, heartfulness and what he's writing about, I hope that he creates a heartfulness movement. Because those of us that had the vision boards, that had the visions, that had mindfulness, that have done all that work, have discovered something about the heart. But I want to hear what Dr. McKenzie has to say. We're going to take a short break, everybody. We've got two copies of this incredible book. Uh, and why is it incredible? Well, for me, if you're me, it asks you questions. Are you ready for these? What does contentment feel like? Can't wait till we come back and talk about this. Are you feeling it now? Have you ever felt it? What does discontentment feel like? Are you feeling it now? Have you ever felt it? And what is the difference between contentment and discontentment? We could do a whole show on that, everybody. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. 
Okay, everybody, welcome back to Lime Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lime Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life, career, health, or finances? experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals tune in to spiritual diagnostics radio with psychic visionary healers carol dorian and suzanne evans discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life tune in every tuesday at 12 p.m pacific on transformation talk radio for more information visit spiritualdeed.com are you searching searching? looking for a sign A message you need to hear from the great unknown, from the most mysterious place that is the most familiar to your soul in the depths of who you are. The universe puts someone here to talk to, someone God gave a blessing to that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net, 1-800-323-1790. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. There are so many resources out there for meditation. But did you know that Atana's Heart Earth Healing Meditation is available for you for free? Yes, that's right. You can receive this free healing meditation today from Atana Vadili. All you need to do is visit his website, atanamethod.com. That's A-T-A-A-N-A method.com and sign up. You will receive your free meditation instantly. That's atanamethod.com. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. It's got a grip on the situation Half of my heart takes time Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am so thrilled to have Dr. Stephen McKenzie joining me here today. You know, the book that I keep referring to is one that he's written, Heartfulness, Beyond Mindfulness, Finding Your Real Life. Uh, And that, I think, is on the minds and in the hearts of many, many people is what is my real life? Will I ever get to experience it, you know, in this go around for myself? 
And what is it I'm in search for, maybe even to the point that when I actually find it, I am really not quite sure if it's really it. Before we go ahead, Dr. McKenzie, and, and talk about contentment, and Sarah, before we give a copy of the book away, can you just tell folks the best way they can find out more about you, and, and where can folks get a copy of the book for themselves? Well, th thanks, Dr. Pat. Uh, the book has been released in the USA. Uh, it's available via Amazon. It's available via the publisher's website. The publisher is Exile, E-X-I-S-L-E. So if you were to Google that or, or contact getting, uh, Google Amazon, it's very easy to obtain a copy of the book. And you, you were saying before the break that uh, talking about a heartfulness movement, well, that's exactly what yeah. I'd like to create. I think that's what uh -huh. the world needs. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, we've tried... You know, the pills, the potions, and the lotions, for sure. Mm. We've done that route. Then we've gone ahead and we've tried everything about the mind, right? Everything about the mind. And, you know, then we get stuck in the conundrum of, if it's not the mind, then what is it? Well, that's why I got you on the show today. That's a kind of cool thing. I was reading from a part of the book, and before we jump into it, Sarah, let's give a copy of the book away right now. We actually have two copies. We're going to give them away one, one at a time. So we'd, I'd love to give a copy of the book away, a first caller, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. You know, there's a chapter on contentment in your book, and I just read some of the questions for us to ponder a little bit here. Um, but I'm especially struck by the question, what's the difference between contentment and discontentment? And I was actually a little surprised to find contentment in the book. And here we go. What's the relationship between contentment, discontentment, and heartfulness? Y yes, that, it's a good point. It's good to, to look at contentment yeah. because we, in a yeah. way, contentment's not fashionable, it's not sexy, it's not something that we aspire to. We think that we want something better than contentment and in a way we don't recognise the simple value of just being content with what we have. In a way, unhappiness pretty much just comes from not being content, not being content with what we have it means always wanting more. And that can apply to the, the self-help movement that I want more success, I want more happiness. And the paradox is that we actually have what we want more of. All we really need to do is to recognize what we have, to be content with what we have, and then we mm. naturally automatically move to a deeper, more fulfilling place. Well, isn't that the interesting conversation to recognize what we have and, you know, the process of recognizing what we have? Some people say, listen, why don't we just back up for a little bit and look at, you know, the fact that we're alive. You know, let's look at the fact that we're alive. And so right away, let's talk about how we take that for granted. But in the book, under this under this chapter, you talk about what I think is one of the most powerful constructs, if we can even call it that, on the planet, and that is gratitude. And gratitude and contentment, gratitude and discontentment. Um, 
uh, and I just I love what you write in this book. I mean, you even go far as to talk about, you know, this this the excerpt from children's story. We are all ugly ducklings. We all suffer when we think uh, that we are bad ducks or bad anything else because such thoughts are destructively wrong. We can instead be grateful at any moment, at every moment for being beautiful swans because we are all something much more beautiful than we think we are. That is super powerful. And I love to ask you, help us get there. Well, well, thanks for that. It's really an important Mm -hmm. point because we are swans. We are wonderful examples of what we are. And yet where we go wrong is when we let our, our minds take over, when we start judging ourselves, when we start to think, I shouldn't. Once we're using the word should, that's a sign that we're getting stuck in our minds because there really is no should. We simply are, as you say, we're alive, we know that we're alive, and gratitude is vital. I talk in the book about the gratitude attitude, and it's it's so powerful just to really connect with what we have, and what we have is uh, our, our life force, our connection with others, our ability to go deeper than our mind and really start to experience and to allow. I think that allow is a really important word, to allow mm-hmm. ourselves to be who we really are, to be allow ourselves to transform from being an ugly duckling to being a beautiful swan and to, to bring up the example of another children's story, a, a, a famous children's mm-hmm. story and a famous movie the wizard of oz it's a lovely philosophical life story because it's about looking out there wanting to find something out there and eventually if we're a bit lucky or a bit uh heartful we can actually find what we're looking for at home that the heart or the heartfulness is our home Mm. i and you know isn't it interesting that we are talking about that story uh, about the Wizard of Oz. It is one of those stories that, first of all, is timeless, crosses the board, you know, for many, many people that have seen the film. It doesn't matter what age you're at, you still kind of get it. We comment about it. Uh, the contemporary version of that is, of course, you know, many people think the contemporary version of the Wizard of Oz is the Matrix. Uh, I, I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, but this idea of contentment and, and that place of gratitude, what is, what is it about that that will help us get to what you talk about in, in the book about love? You know, I, I'm not sure that I know about love and being in that place, that place of love without gratitude. So it seems like the way you've written the book is almost like step one is this, step two is this, I don't know. Uh, but love is, for many people, one of the greatest vibrations and greatest forces on the planet. And I would like to ask you, why don't we see more of it? Well, that, that's exactly right. Uh, mm-hmm. The steps, the journey, the journey is mm-hmm. to home, which is the paradox. The journey is to love. And the paradox is that it's not anywhere else, that it's right mm-hmm. here. And it's about our, allowing ourselves to, to feel that love. And that can be a bit of a challenge depending on our circumstances or depending on our habits that if we're stuck in our minds or stuck in the mindset that I'm looking for an answer out there or I'm wanting an answer, then we're not allowing ourselves to go to that deep place that's within ourselves that we actually connect with others 
through connecting with ourselves and to take connection a bit further, when we're fully connected, when we're fully allowing, when we're fully content, what we're allowing is love. And love is our natural state. It's what we find when we we keep going on that journey and the journey is actually the journey home, the journey is to who we really are. And when we keep on that journey or let go of everything else that's getting in our way, then what we're left with is our true selves. We're in our heart, we're in our heartfulness and we're in a state of love. And it can mm -hmm. be really useful to get to that state via something like contentment. Contentment is easy. It's just an attitude. If we're yeah. looking for love, that can be our minds can turn that into a problem. But if we just let go of our thoughts, be content with what we have, be grateful for what we have, then that's a natural path to to our home, to our, our real self. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, this is really for many of you tuning in, or if you're just tuning in, Dr. Stephen McKenzie joining me here today. Um, and, you know, his latest book is called Heartfulness. And, you know, we're talking about what heartfulness is. And, you know, he, he goes on to say beyond mindfulness, finding your real life. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what is the real life look like and what is required of us to have that real life. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Got another copy of the book. Christine, hang on. We'll bring you right on when we come back from break. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Are you anxious, worried, or insecure? Hi, I'm Dr. Friedman Schaub. I'm the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution. Join me for my next breakthrough video seminar, which starts on September 10th. This program has helped thousands of people worldwide to overcome their struggles with anxiety, and I'm certain it can also help you. If you're ready to be free again and have a stronger foundation of inner peace and confidence, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. 
Have you wanted to be intuitive or psychic but thought those gifts were only for certain people? Hi, my name is Deb Acker and in addition to being the host of Truth Talk Radio, I'm an intuitive life coach and energy healer. I clear energy blocks to all areas of life, including intuition. Did you know that we're all intuitive, but many times we receive certain messages in our childhood that block us from being able to tune into our intuition at all times? What if you could clear these blocks to access your gifts and always know the truth in any given moment? Don't think it's possible? I was there not long ago. I thought only others had these gifts and you were either born with it or you weren't. I now know we're all intuitive and you can clear the blocks that stop you from being able to access your intuition on all levels. On the other side, I now have others to become intuitive, even psychic. And if this resonates for you and you're ready to own your intuitive powers, I'd love to gift you with my pattern identification session. Simply contact me on the contact page of my website, deborahacker.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-A-C-K-E-R.com. And let me know you heard about this gift through Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to connecting soon. You're gonna catch a cold from the ice inside your soul. So don't come back for me. Yeah, there we go. Brilliant, Sarah. Thank you so much for that. For those of you tuning in, heartfulness, beyond mindfulness, finding your real life. Uh, my very special guest today, Dr. Stephen McKenzie. And, you know, <clears throat> certainly throughout the show, we're going to let you know how you can find out more about him, but also get yourself a copy of the book. Uh, Dr. McKenzie, we have one of our fabulous uh, listeners uh, on the line wanting to chime in. Sarah, uh, let's go ahead and bring on uh, Christine. Christine. Hi, Christine, you're live. Oh, we might have lost her. Well, Christine, call back. We'd love to get you back on here. Uh, and unless maybe we just, we have so many buttons to push these days in radio. It's not even radio anymore. It's it definitely, Christine, go ahead and call us back. Um, I wanted to talk with you, uh, Dr. McKenzie, about, you know, this idea of moving to this place of love. But I also asked the question before break, you know, what is involved in this heartfulness? What is involved? Is it perseverance? Is it wisdom? And in the book, you talk about several things that are super important. Um, and I would love to ask you, what have you discovered along the way uh, when you're seeing people that express this? What is it that these folks have in common? Yeah, that, that, that's a good point because really mm-hmm. we think a lot in our minds about our differences but what is it that we have in common and really what we have in common is what's what's real our true deep heartful experience it's something that we all have and you talked about ways of getting there wisdom perseverance and yeah they, mm-hmm. they're, they're great things and and really just to allow, to allow ourselves, I think is the key, to allow ourselves to be who we really are. There's, uh, for example, there's a mindfulness technique. Uh, it's referred to as a technique. Technique, I don't think, is a, is a good word because it implies something mm-hmm. that we have to work at. But to be with the body, to go through the body, the what's called the, the body scan, that's seen as a mindfulness technique. Well, really, we could just adapt and expand that a bit to a heartfulness technique and that's to include as well as going through the body and connecting mind and body and connecting mind with the here and now but connecting mind with the feelings connecting mind with the heart allowing those feelings to be 
And those feelings can be difficult, which is one reason why we stay in our minds, that the mind really, it's not really a comfort zone, it's really a discomfort zone. It's something that we're mm. used to, but it's not usually a good experience. And so in, in practical terms, in terms of a technique, if we can just stay with our, with our feelings, we can follow those feelings all the way to their source. We can allow them to be ultimately what they really are in that all roads lead to Rome, all, all roads lead to home. We can follow yeah. a feeling and stay with a feeling until it, we really experience it at its source and that's heartfulness, that's connection, that's ultimately that's love. And, you know, when we are in that place of doing that, the world seems different. And, you know, I said to you, uh, I said to you um, uh, during the break, it's really hard to describe, but we've got one of our fabulous, we, we have got a fabulous listener on the, on the line ready to join us here. Go ahead, Sarah. Let's bring on our, let's bring on Christine. Hey there, Dr. Pat. Great hey show, there. great show. Thank you so much for Thank that you. awesome guest, Dr. Dr. McKenzie. What a great concept uh, that you guys are, are covering. I think it's very important at this time, especially we just got done celebrating Labor Day, to talk yeah. about um, how we work for the things that we have and what our value is um, in the world, how we create that value. But I think I'd like to roll it back a little because I was listening to the last show, too. Sure. And here's the thing. I don't believe in deserving. And the reason I don't believe in deserving is because I believe we are born with the worth, the absolute worth. And if you need proof of that, it's, all you have to do is see that you're here. You are worth mm -hmm. being here, and you have invite, you've been invited to be here, and you've accepted the invitation. And this is a great thing, because once we understand that, then we have this, uh, this whole concept open of having and earning. Once you know what you have, then you can move forward into earning more of that experience of what it is that you have. And the other thing is, is that whether we have all the data in the world or not, whether we have all the mm -hmm. information, which at this time, Dr. Pat, you and I both know there was a time we didn't have access to so much information. Yeah. Um, there's a big difference between data and wisdom. And the, mm. the, the bridge between data and wisdom is work. So as we know, you know, some people look at work like, eh, or my boss, eh, or my job, eh, or I don't want to go <laughs> there and make that, ugh. But what we see is that these are all invitations that we've accepted. And when we get to that point and know this is freedom, this is freedom when we know that we've accepted these invitations and that we can accept other invitations. And so this becomes the big bridge between what is free, what we consider to be free. Is this free? Is that free? Um, I want something for free or freedom because freedom is the highest self-complement. It says, yes, you are worth it, and now you can develop the values that you have in the world and earn a great life. Wow. Dr. McKenzie, what do you think about that? Well, thanks, Christine. You make some great points there that really we think about deserving, we think about earning. And as you say, we, we have, we are, and that's the opposite of how we usually think because we're thinking we're experiencing life through a filter we're wanting things are always in the future but just to just to be to be happy to be grateful to be grateful for what we have that's real life that's when all the things that we're searching for that's when we just have them automatically 
and, and as you say, work, work is a wonderful thing. We think that work is, is a bad thing, something that I have to do. That work is just a way of expressing ourselves. The, the the great Lebanese mystical poet Khalil Gibran said that work mm -hmm. is love made visible. Yes, and and the and the difference between when you say I love that you brought up the Wizard of Oz because wow everybody can still grow into that yeah. from time to time, but the Wizard of Oz and, and the difference between desire and and um, not knowing that we have what we want. If you didn't have what you wanted, you wouldn't be able to recognize it. You wouldn't be able to. I don't crave cheesecake because I don't know what it tastes like. So this whole desire um, versus what, oh, I don't have what I want, we need to understand we have everything we could ever possibly want in experience. And when we manifest it in the world, that comes to the emotions of desire. What I love about the Dr. Pat show is that what she really emphasizes is that the questions are more important than the, quote, answers. Because the only yeah. answers there are are the ones we create with our wisdom and the ones that we can appreciate because we put value on that which we earn. And so I really love what you're covering today. I think it's really helpful for people. Thank I, you. I loved listening to you, and uh, I thank you for, so much for your work. You guys have a great day. Oh, thank, thank you so you, much, Christine. Dr. Pat. You too. Great thank you. Thanks, Christine. Yeah, you too. That's thank great. you. And by the way, everybody, Christine has a fabulous show. I'll give you some information about that in a minute. But I don't want to lose track, uh, Dr. McKenzie, of, of what Christine was talking about here. Because, you know, here we are in this place where, uh, and, and I'm just going to use me as an example if I could. I never thought that I got a fair shake when I was a kid. I'll tell you that right now. I, 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 you know, I, I'm one of these kids that I was fortunate to have a super loving mom before she took her own life. But I'm very fortunate that I was, you know, one of those kids to do that. But I looked around me, Dr. McKenzie, I looked around me and my childhood was really different. You know, the other kids had parents. I bounced around from, you know, family to family, ended up in Catholic boarding school, literally got thrown out of, I, I must have had a record made for doing this, got thrown out of Catholic boarding school at six years old. Who does that? Who gets thrown out of boarding school at six? But, you know, here's what we're talking about. We are bombarded today. You cannot turn on the television set in this country where every other commercial is telling you about either what you don't have that you should have or what your body is not well enough to do, but we could make you better to do it. How do we practice heartfulness amongst the bombardment that we have right now in the world with information. And by the way, I'm not even going to bring up our political campaign here for the moment. But you, can you see what I'm trying to say? You know, this is not 2000 years ago when we're walking the planet and we're herding some sheep. And maybe we're walking through a town and talking about stuff that we love. Or this is not Aristotle sitting up there. This is a different day and age. And I'd love for you to talk about what the effective environment has on heartfulness. Well, that, that's right, Dr. Pat, that we have great challenges now, that we have, a, we have a desire industry. We have everywhere, as you say, everywhere we go, we're being bombarded by this. You need this. Our whole 
society is based on discontent. It's based uh, mm. in Shakespeare's terms. This is the winter of our discontent. And I think <laughs> spring, we need a spring. We need to come back to what we really are. And I think that that's where heartfulness really is. It's the natural progression of mindfulness or a return, as you were saying before. Mm. It's a return to what mindfulness really is. And the challenges that we have now are unprecedented. We think that we've progressed, but we've progressed paradoxically away from our heart, from what we really are, what's really valuable. And we try and find it in all kinds of pseudo-virtual ways. And really, this is the great challenge, but it's also the great opportunity. So if we look at historically, the many of the great philosophers, they they uh, were popular maybe two and a half thousand years ago. And even then, there were modern stresses emerging at about the time of Buddha in India, uh, the time of Lao Tzu mm. in China, the time of Socrates in ancient Greece, who all rose to prominence at about the same time. What was happening at that time was the emergence of cities. So we were starting right. to get our modern stresses a long time ago and these great philosophies emerged to help us cope with that stress or to help us to go back to who we really are. That's really the point of philosophy. It's really the, the, the deep point of religion. It's really to allow ourselves to be who we really are, to be connected with that deep self, to be connected with God, to be connected with something greater than just the material world. And so I think that to be positive about these great challenges that we are that we have at the moment, our great opportunity is to find ourselves in this adversity. And often the most insidious form of adversity is one that we don't recognise as adversity, that we <laughs> think this is normal, this virtual reality is normal. It's not normal. We, we are swans believing that we're ugly ducklings. We're, we're, we're more than that. We have the opportunity at any moment just to connect with who we really are and that's that's our solution. Well, you know, I I really love that we're able to talk about heartfulness because you know we can now pick up books left and right, sideways, upside down, that really reflect upon we are in search of something outside of ourselves. We're in search. You know, the level of uh, of addiction uh, it, it to all sorts of drugs is just shot through the roof. And yet here we are. And some folks say one of the best places we've been in a long time economically. When we come back, we'll love to talk with you. I save this one for the last segment if we could. One of my fav two of my favorite topics, by the way. Two of them. I don't know how to do these two, uh, one without the other. Hope and creativity. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Stephen McKenzie. Long live the soul. That peace you can't find, that part is a home, and it never lets go. Get into it for 2016. Do you want more prosperity, clarity, energy, and balance in your life? Join Lynn Brown now for one of her amazing workshops, each focusing on a key part of living your best life. For more information and to register for one of these amazing workshops, visit lynnbrownevent.com. That's lynnbrownevent.com. And get into it this 2016 with Lynn Brown. 
Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. What is a brilliant culture? And how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that is authentic, innovative, and successful. Learn how to create change with Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence, and Claudette Rowley. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRowley.com. Are you sick of feeling overworked with no motivation? Take a break from the daily grind. Life coach Nicole Eisler is here to provide a healing journey of optimism. Passionate and caring, Nicole is no ordinary soul. Her dedication to helping everyone has no limit. Witness the power of positivity. Tune in every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific for Positivity Party Radio with Nicole Eisler on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit BigDreamAwakening.com. Are you tired of being bloated and nauseous? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know eating unhealthy foods eventually leads to an unhealthy digestive system? Did you know eating the most healthy, nutritious food doesn't necessarily result in a healthy body? The stomach must be healthy in order to properly digest, metabolize, and utilize even the best of nutrition. Without proper digestion from the stomach through the intestinal tract, the nutritious value is not absorbed and the improperly digested food can be more toxic to your body than helpful. You can be doing all the right things and getting all the wrong results. In fact, other organs may also be interfering with your stomach's ability to digest. Contact us today for your appointment at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. Or visit us at MaryJaneMack.com. Always trying to be the one outlaw. Yeah, boy. All right. I'm going to get my giddy up on right there. Yeah, that's me. Growing up with a stepmom that was from the deep south, boy. And what did we learn when we were like nine? Uh, We learned how to yodel. But that's another show. Dr. Stephen McKenzie joining me here today. The book is called Heartfulness, Beyond Mindfulness, Finding Your Real Life. Um, before we jump to, yeah, uh, two of my faves, hope and creativity and, and what they have to do with uh, heartfulness and, and really finding your real life, please give out your website again. And thank you so much for joining me here today. Give out your website and let folks know how they can get their own copy of the book. Well, thank, thanks, Dr. Pat. So the, the, the book sure. is readily available. It can be uh, obtained from connecting to, to Amazon or the equivalent or via the publisher's website. The publisher of the book is Exile, E-X-I-S-L-E. So it's, um, yeah, it's easy to, to get in touch with heartfulness. <laughs> no excuses. That's what we're talking about <laughs> here. No excuses, right? We're starting a heartfulness Uh, movement. That's right. Totally have to be starting the movement. Uh, And the reason that that is important for us to talk about is because I really do believe that we want to find our real life. I I really do believe it. 
I mean, I see it in so many of the people that I get to chat with on a day-to-day basis. You know, we're in search of it. Um, But it's kind of like love. I think we're looking for it in all the wrong places, if I might say that. Um, One of the places that will help me get there, two of them, are the two that you just really just nail in the book here at the end, hope and creativity. I can't tell you how much hope has come to mean for so many people, but we don't usually put creativity uh, with hope. And I'm putting them together because I love the placement that you have on creativity in the book. Um, Can you talk about this for a little bit and how it will help us on the pathway to finding our real life? I think that's really nice to put hope and creativity together what uh, one of the things about hope anything we can we can really make anything a good thing or a bad thing and hope hope can be a a difficult thing because we can have a false hope or we can have a passivity and i think that hope it's very important to realize that hope is a is a positive thing it's a real thing it's a living thing and hope is real it's really important because sometimes Hope is all we have. Hope is the light, if you like, that when there's any light, when there's any hope, then we just know deep down that things are actually okay. And I think that as with anything, we can experience hope in the mind and the hope can actually be a form of wanting or we can experience the hope more deeply. We can experience it in our heart and that's really a knowing rather than a wanting. It's knowing that actually things are okay, that actually deep down, if I have any moment of things being okay, that that's actually the reality, that's not the exception. So true hope is, or true hope as a path to heartfulness is a knowing, it's allowing ourselves to to really know and to expand on what we know. And there's a nice relationship between hope and creativity because in the book I talk about creativity not as something that we make, that there's really nothing artificial about creativity. Creativity is discovering. Creativity is allowing us to discover that there's more or there's something deeper. And so really, rather than wanting a a solution or wanting something better, we can create a better reality or a more honest, truthful reality just by allowing ourselves to be who we really are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's a word that comes to mind that um, is being used quite a bit uh, right now. And it's, 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 it's the word that is coming in and out of favor uh, over the decades, at least, that I've experienced. And it's the word authenticity. Um, it, it, and I'm not exactly sure of how or why it is surfacing at the moment in this way. Um, but I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Authenticity has really now becoming the cornerstone for a lot of work that's being done in organizations, a lot of work that's being done in the world, uh, a lot of topics of conversation. You talk about the word real life. And I just wonder if they're synonymous or not. Um, so how do we wrap our mind around this real life and thank you so much for today well thank you dr pat and and i think that that's a a really important point what is real life Mm -hmm. 
And there's words, there's words that are becoming popular, such as authenticity. Yeah. And previously in the 50s, mm. we've got Abraham Maslow, who was a wonderful bridge between yeah. psychology and philosophy and who we really are with self-actualization. And I think that all of these yeah. words really mean the same thing. And the fact that these words have been recognized as so important, it shows that we have a very deep urge to be who we really are, to experience real life, to experience life more deeply than we can through the mind. And what we need to do is to not try and find solutions in inverted commas through the mind, through words, through movements, to let all that go and realize that we don't need somebody else to be giving me this deeper experience of life because ultimately without realizing it that's what we're looking for and that relates to what you said before about addiction that we have addictions mm -hmm. to the other and addictions are the opposite to heartfulness because heartfulness is about having about being not about wanting and so really we can achieve self-actualization authenticity happiness all these things just by fully connecting with life that we can believe in many things, but what we know is that we are alive, we're experiencing life, and we experience our life more deeply when we let go of our mind, when we let go of the filter of uh, filtering experiences through the mind and just allow ourselves to directly connect with reality, mm. and reality is just life. It's who we really are. Oh. Wow. I just love the work you're doing, and I want to thank you so much for that. Um, and uh, the book is fabulous for those of you out there. Heartfulness. Dr. Stephen McKenzie joining me here today. Uh, thank you so much for today. And please, again, give out your give out your website. And then one last question: Do you have a personal message for us today? Well, uh, the, the, thank you, Dr. Pat. It's been wonderful. The website. Well, and a final message let go of the the need to be something more than you are just allow yourself to be who you really are allow yourself to connect fully and deeply with yourself which will connect you fully and deeply with other people then we start to experience naturally and fully who we really are mm. which is just a state awesome. of love I love it. Thank you so much for today. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. If you missed any part of this, all of this will play tonight. Thank you, Sarah, for pushing all the right buttons. We'll see you next time on the show. <laughs>